Hello and welcome to the first of two bonus episodes of the Story X Story podcast done in collaboration with the Comic Online event. I'm your co-host Nigel. I'm Tazzy, streamer and co-host. We're bringing you the audio from a series of interviews Nigel recorded with artists and illustrators taking part in the first Comic Conline event. It's a convention based in the Netherlands and you'll get to hear each interview in full. You can subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you can get your podcasts. Also, send feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com or on our social media at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram, or Tazzy on both. So before we go into the interviews, uh, Nigel, do you want to just let us know a bit about how these interviews came about and what to expect from them? Yeah, so this was an opportunity that kind of came about, I guess, because of the pandemic situation, which meant that no one can do physical events. And I was introduced to this event uh, by Rene Vientes, who we talked to on an earlier episode of Story X Story. So she is a a Dutch comic creator, um, illustrator, and I think she just basically sort of put us forward to the organizer uh, of this event. So he then got in touch and, you know, we had a, a chat about what they were doing for the convention and we kind of sort of worked out uh, a way that I would talk to. Uh, so I spoke to six different creators uh, who were taking, also taking part uh, in the convention and recorded separate video interviews with each of them. Um, so we're bringing you the first three uh, in this episode. Uh, and then we'll follow up with another three. So it was, yeah, it was an interesting uh, process for me just because we've been doing this podcast, you know, for uh, about a year, all audio. And it was the first time I had to do video. Um, so the video interviews will be on our YouTube channel um, while we do the audio here. And yeah, that was just a new, a uh, whole new kind of consideration um for me like how to set up the frame and how to uh keep still during an interview that was a uh, interesting thing but yeah i had uh six good conversations uh with people got to ask them about their journey sort of where they've come from to get to the work they do now um some of the challenges that they faced and like specifics about um their their work And right now, uh, I'm speaking with illustrator and concept artist, uh, Roger Vanderbeek. Uh, Roger, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Cool. Yeah, I'm uh, good. It's been, uh, yeah, it's been great to kind of speak to all the different artists um, taking part. So it's nice to hear everyone's perspective and, uh, and journey. So yeah, we'll kind of get into your, uh, your backstory, so to speak. Again, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people don't know that. This is the first time. That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so for those that are uh, new to My Matter and our podcast, uh, you can listen to Story X Story uh, online on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, you can send us your feedback questions to feedback at mymatter.com uh, or just shout at us on social media at Maya Mada on Twitter, 
at my amount of teas on Instagram. Uh, and also can give a shout out to Comic Online uh, at Comic Online uh, on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, we are going to go straight into our questions. Uh, and All so right. Roger is a a uh, Dutch artist who's worked with a variety of franchises uh, in gaming, like the RPG Pathfinder and Starfinder, as well as Blizzard's World of Warcraft or Warcraft card game. Uh, he's currently working on the card game tokens, uh, working for Sega and Creative Assembly, uh, amongst others. So uh, the first thing that jumps to mind is that you you're doing a lot. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of yeah. uh, a lot of work you've got. Uh, going on i guess that's the nature of being like a freelance artist uh yeah definitely um the good thing about being freelancing or doing this as a freelancer you can just work on so many different projects and work with so many different people so mm. yeah i get uh i get busy i keep busy and i i guess like with the, the whole pandemic situation hasn't affected you too much in terms of like your uh, freelance work uh no no it's actually been all right there's mm -hmm. a few projects that get postponed or cancelled uh but mostly just the physical events like the comic cons and uh, stuff like that that okay. really get uh postponed so yeah yeah but other than that it's work just continues mostly okay that's good it's funny because as i've been um speaking to people from the convention and obviously everyone's like a illustrator or comic artist uh one of the questions i had in my notes to ask people was like how has the pandemic uh <laughs> affected things for you uh and then, like after the second person is like actually it hasn't really affected uh free life sites no much. so uh i threw luckily out but yeah so no that's uh uh that's definitely good but i hear you on the, on the conventions i mean like for uh as everywhere um started this year thinking that we'd be attending uh different conventions uh with our new manga as well and then by march that all just got shut down so um that whole dream was gone <laughs> the whole whole dream all the plans out the window gone <laughs> uh, just like that so uh but it's been cool it's, i know it's like yeah it, it has it's thrown up uh, obviously some wrenches in the works but uh also come up with some opportunities and some i guess new directions to go into so trying to see some kind of silver lining uh in this whole situation that's good that's yeah. good uh so. so for uh for you and your work um i wanted to start with finding out you know uh your journey um but also in terms of your style uh how you would describe it like um like the work you do from both the illustration and concept art start um side um yeah well i guess i don't really have a style or something but more of a lot of a preference in in what i work with um i usually just get hired on the uh on the high fantasy kind of games and stuff mm -hmm. so and and that's also like the the thing i sort of like when i work for myself that's usually also the kind of style i work in um but as a freelancer of all these years it's pretty much sort of like uh how do you say that like the clients want you to do more than just one thing so yeah. you have to branch out into all kinds of different styles yeah i imagine but, to a certain extent you're you're forced to go beyond yeah like your comfort zone or uh, I, yeah exactly so sometimes it's uh 
it's much more gritty and then you have to go by the monochromatic kind of stuff and more dark and sometimes it's way more colorful or cartoony or mm. so it's kind of good to be that to train yourself to uh, sort of switch in styles but if i would have to choose and work for myself then the high fantasy kind of stuff uh yeah. is is what i do most okay i i, I guess is that sort of down to your is your preference have you are you into like fantasy stories fantasy artwork just outside of artwork and is that how you've come to that style yeah i think uh always when i was a little kid uh i was like the the video games with the mages mm. you know with uh diablo and uh, yeah. warcraft and yeah. magic the gathering stuff like that so okay Everything cool. that has glowy, glowy stuff and magic. That's, uh, yeah. I like that. So. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay. And like, so I, I said you're an illustrator and concept artist. Could you like break down the difference between, you know, what, what an illustrator does versus what a concept artist does and how you switch between those two roles? Right. Um, well, yeah, I, I guess so. Like in the simplest terms, it's like when when you're an illustrator, usually there's already a, a guidance to like what you what they want you to to illustrate, right? So mm-hmm. there are there's much more references that you can bring onto. Uh, usually, it's already for an existing IP that already has like how it should look like. So you're illustrating really into that world, where sometimes concept artwork for me is. Uh, where they sort of like guide you from like this is the ip but we don't really have an idea of how we need to visualize it and and like what kind of people and characters are in there so then you're mm-hmm. much more like in the uh working in the fundamental base of the of the world so coming up with new things and stuff like that so yeah i guess that's like the basic cool uh, difference between the two yeah, no, that that makes sense, and like like the idea of concept art is something that um, for for my brand, uh, my Melody, we're trying to I guess incorporate more like into our story. So, sort of myself being a writer, um, and then having our illustrator uh, who will take like you know the outline and the script and turn it into a manga. And yeah, I'm trying to introduce into our into our process, um, sort of spend more time at the concept art where you know we have this right. story, these characters, this world, and I don't really know what it looks like, so it's not necessarily defined. Like it's, we've got uh, like a style from a brand level, but in terms of an individual story, uh, and I feel like yeah. spending time in that concept art stage would allow us to like you know explore what this could look like before deciding on something that works into the story and then uh, ends exactly. Up in the book. Yeah, no, that's exactly the the whole the whole premise or to it. Yeah. Uh, where it's just like spending time exploring different ideas. Mm. And and of course, in illustrations, you also do that. You know, sometimes you have to illustrate something that there's not that much to go on, but you, it's already set into a world that is so developed that you can sort of like make it fit without doing too much concepting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And then like for the work you do now and your... I guess your journey through the education system, um, as it were, did it like, did you study, uh, subjects relevant to what you're doing now or are you self-taught? Like, how did you pick up the skills that you have? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm self-taught. Um, I was actually trained into IT as a network engineer. Mm. Um, that didn't work out 
<laughs> so I had to, I started drawing instead. Um, and then I have tried to apply to art schools, but I uh, wasn't uh, allowed in. You were bothered. Uh, so I, yeah, I just was, I was not creative enough. Um, so then I, just, yeah, wow. that was like the, in the, in the letter I got, uh, I had to sort of like apply to the school and do some tests and then, uh, a few weeks later, you would get a letter whether you were accepted into the school or not, and then it was said like, "Yeah, well, you're doing good and does this kind of stuff." But then, like in the end, uh, you're not allowed to go to school because you're not creative enough. That's that's like the thing that's said at the bottom. So I was like, "Ah, there goes my dream." No, so I was like, "Okay, well then I'll just do it on my own." Uh, you know, never mind. So I just started drawing more, uh, trying to study, doing the online. Uh, there was like this. Uh, online forum that was like filled with artists from all over the world trying to like ha they had sketchbook threats and everybody was showing each other what they were sketching and what they were trying to learn and there were other people commenting on it and critiquing so everybody could sort of like post their work there and then you would get some valuable information from artists from all over sometimes the guys who were already working for the big game studios etc mm -hmm. so that was really helpful um so yeah, I, I used the the internet, the power of the internet, to educate myself and uh, and study and cool. buy a lot of books. So. No, that is yeah, that's amazing, and it, it's it's not the first time I've heard that kind of story <laughs> being told at a young age that you can't do the thing that you are now doing, and it's not even the first time in this interview series that I've heard that story. Now it, it's uh, it always amazes me, and I, I kind of. Uh, yeah, I guess it, it, it just goes to show that, you know, if you want to achieve something, there's more than one way to do it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And you have to not shy away for the work. You know, mm -hmm. if this if it's something that you really want to do, then you have to be uh, sort of like prepared to go the extra mile. Uh, yeah. And I guess if, if you're going to school, then you perhaps are a little bit more eased into that, where if you're just denied, and you're just saying like, look, it's not going to happen. Then that's the extra motivation for me, at least, to uh, yeah, to go full throttle and just yeah. you know, go die hard into it. Yeah, I so. that, yeah. No, that's really good. And uh, so, right, then you're you know you're you're showing your work, um, going your own route. So, like, when did your big break come? Like, and I say sort of big break in um, in air quotes, big break, but. Yeah, what was that like? What was your first big job? Uh, how did it come? Yeah, and how did you like like you the first it? time you uh, the first time you actually sort of like have the idea that it's working what yeah. you're doing and you're heading into the right direction. Yeah, that was definitely uh, I think six seven years ago or something. Um, when I got the uh, the the gig for the uh, Warcraft card game. Yeah. So yeah, when such a big client, and that was sort of like the the goal, you know, to maybe perhaps someday work for something like uh, Blizzard. Uh, and when that came, that was like uh, that was awesome. So that that was like the the validation of all the work that I had put in in the previous years mm -hmm. that I'm in the right direction and I'm actually being seen by art directors that work for these kind of franchises. So yeah, that was good. And that was a result of you like putting your work out in these places online yeah just trying to be seen so yeah. all the uh platforms that 
that there are, you know, like the art station and the Defiant Art Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter. Not not even sure which ones there are nowadays or which ones are being yeah. used. <laughs> um, but yeah, get yourself out there, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's for work or it's to meet to make friends or uh, just get critique and feedback. Mm. Just yeah, get yourself out there. Yeah, I think the power of networking is something that's come up um, when speaking to sort of independent artists. It's just talking to people, being in the spaces that you want to work in and you want to um, exist in. So yeah, that's a good lesson. Uh, and out of interest, when you got that um, that job from Blizzard, did you go back and contact anyone from the school that rejected you just to let them know? No, <laughs> no, but I, I, I did not, that I'm not like that. You, you know? took the high ground. So, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I, I can remember, uh, like I told you last time, but I guess that all got lost now. But yeah, no one the, lost the day that, Yeah, the lost tapes. <laughs> Maybe someday they'll be fun. <laughs> they'll be legendary. But uh, yeah, so when I was going to, they had like this uh, sort of like test day where you had to go and then. Uh, do all the stuff and present your work to apply for the art school. Uh, I remember that day that we were sitting like everybody who was there uh, sitting on the grass and everyone was talking to each other and explaining like what's your goal and everybody was saying like well I really want to go work for Blizzard someday and then like two three years later after that happened those people were still in school and I was actually getting my first job for the Warcraft car game so that yeah. was kind of you know you can get there without school uh, so for anyone who listens and get rejected, like you can't do this in life or you can't go that and can't do that, mm. prove them wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I always, because um, I sort of work with young people and uh, from time to time, you know, he have conversations about like university and, and what to do, next steps and all that. And I always say like, because I went to university and in fact, so we got a similar uh, path in terms of um, working in IT and then uh, leaving to make comics but so I, I went to university yeah. I did that whole thing but I and while I'd never say you know sort of directly don't go to school uh, my thing no. is always you know what do you want to do and then work backwards and you know it might be that university is not the, the best route for you but it's about knowing what you want to do and then figuring out you know absolutely. the best way to get there like you did absolutely it's, uh, if only there was a bit more time spent like teaching kids to think of like what they want to do, what are, what are your talents, what are you good at, mm. and then build on that and go into that direction because yeah. you're going to be working for a really long time. And I guess yeah. when you're that young, you don't always sort of take that into into your mind when you're trying to make decisions. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess speaking of like young people, aspiring artists, like what... Uh, you've, to be fair, you've given some uh, advice already, but uh, is there anything else you'd add in terms of advice for young creators, young artists that want to do something similar to what you do, whether it's making comics or like illustration, concept art? Like, what would you say to them? Well, there's, I guess, um, if you really want, if like in terms of getting better at art, mm -hmm. I guess uh, you have to work a lot on on studying. And then I mean studying not so much as in uh, going through the books. That's, of course, it helps because when you read things about drawing, it actually helps you 
sort of understand when you're actually doing it, like yeah. what you're doing and what you're seeing. So, but that's that's important. But also like doing studies in terms of uh, doing still life studies, uh, life drawing, uh, plain air, you know, go outside and draw. Uh, all that sort of stuff is actually really going to help you get better at being creative because the better you your tool set is in creating things and, and the bigger your visual library is, the easier it becomes to become creative. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. But, uh, so, like, what I've found is, like, so being creative, it, it helps to, the more you take in, the yeah. almost the easier it is because... I find like being creative is like a lot of people think being creative and you're coming up with completely original ideas. And I found like there's no necessarily completely original ideas, but if you're able to no. take different ideas and, you know, mix them together in unique ways, you know, add your voice onto it. So the more you take in, the, the better you are at doing that in whatever field you're working in. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And, and just like, uh, being, being a good craftsman sort of, in, in being uh, an artist uh, just helps you if you want to get to sort of like do what I do. Yeah. You know? So. Okay. Cool. Um, and in speaking of doing what you do, like, can you tell us, because um, I, I listed a bunch of companies uh, that you're, that you're working for and uh, the card game, uh, is it tokens? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us about that. And like, how did you get involved? Um, and you know, what is it? And how did you get involved in the project? Uh, it's actually sort of like a, a side gig. I started with a friend of mine. Mm. Uh, it's like a small company and we create uh, token cards for uh, Magic the Gathering. And in the future, we will also do that for other card games that require tokens. And we produce play mats and stuff like that. So it's like a, mm. sort of like a small brand that I started. And we're creating a whole uh, world with lore and illustrations and stories and cool. stuff like that. Um, I'm I'm the sort of like the art director, illustrator, just everything sort of in that company. Uh, so, but due to Corona, because we mostly sell our products to game shops, you know, like local game stores. Yeah. Uh, those all close, so all our sort of like revenue streams from that just. Yeah. dried up <laughs> entirely so the project is sort of on hold right now okay while we uh sort of like uh find out how we need to tackle this and how we're going to uh get through this but that's uh that's fine i, I think it's going to be all right hmm. uh, okay and then so yeah what about some of the other projects so you've got um uh, working with sega and, and creative assembly as well like can you tell us uh are you able to speak about the work you're doing with Creative Assembly. Uh, I'm contracted as a uh, free as a freelance concept artist for the cinematic department. Uh, that's like the job title I got. Um, okay. So I'm working on all the uh, in-game movies and cinematics uh, for a new Total War title, and I mm. think that's all I can say about it. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 um, I have to read through the NDA. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> step too. around uh, the, the contract there. But um, everybody knows they make Total War, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm safe. <laughs> um, no, I, I played uh, a lot of that game. I haven't actually played the latest ones. I need to step back into that. Now I've got a 
got myself a new PC recently. So, oh, right. um, yeah, the odd one wasn't capable of anything, but uh, I was a Total War fan, um, sort of quite a while ago, like, uh, you know, when like Rome Total War, um, Rome that, 2. yeah, that, that period. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm also involved with a couple of indie games, mm-hmm. uh, Archmage Rises which is uh, sort of like a mage simulator kind of thing, yeah. which has been in development for, I think, five or six years now. Uh, I think it's due to come out this year, but um, I'm, the, uh, I'm sort of like the lead artist on that, and uh, I'm not sure what's it, uh, when it's going to be released, but I'm having a good time working on it. Yeah. Uh, people are really friendly, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be done when it's yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Or when the money runs out or something, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's always a good uh, yeah, good predictor. Um, so like, yeah. so having to juggle these different projects, um, what does a like what does a typical day look like uh, for you? And and working from home also, like, how do you stay productive? Uh, right. Yeah. Um, well. I- I just keep on a uh, pretty tight schedule. So I, I just really make every day a working day. So I have like a fixed time in the morning that I start somewhere between eight and nine. And then I work till, uh, till five. And then in between, I take one hour walk with my dog. Um, that's sort of like, I, I'm, ever since I started freelancing 10 years ago or something, that's just, I always kept doing that. Mm. I just like, I don't, having just a structure like that is, is important. Um, and another thing that really helps for me is, um, uh, writing down all my tasks for every day. Yeah. So that I can just like scribble them off every day. And when I complete it, I'm like, okay, I've done that. I've done that. I've done that. That has to go to tomorrow or whatever. And just, uh, that way I just keep every, even the bigger tasks into sort of like tiny baby tasks sort of which is just easier for me to to accomplish and keep productive um, mm. i find that yeah that adds a lot to my uh my productivity daily yeah yeah no i'm uh we were speaking before in in these uh these lost tapes that uh have, uh, yeah. gone forever but we, we were talking about uh the idea of you know you coming from an it background and um and picking up that that structure side of things and i was uh, similar having done uh, engineering and worked as a software engineer you you pick up like working in that environment you pick up that structure and structure helps, yeah. yeah when you're a freelancer because it's very easy to get distracted when you're essentially your your own boss but if you've got this structure and, it, yeah. and the task of this thing helps so much like when you know like i've got to do this this, this. and this and you can cross them off and yeah i uh, highly recommend yeah, that especially Especially when you have uh, the more things or different projects you have to do, it really becomes a necessity to just like write everything down that you need to do. Otherwise, you're just sitting there staring like, oh, I got to do this and this and this and this and this. And you end up doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the networking. Good lessons. The networking engineer thing wasn't a total waste, maybe. (laughs) No, (laughs) I guess not. I guess not. Uh, you know, 
you take you take the good bits from the bad and you know from life and uh, separate it from the bad stuff and whatever yeah. you'll, you'll find your way. Yeah, cool. Uh, and then for the uh, Comic Online event, um, what have you got in store in particular? Um, I know everyone's got a their own page. Uh, are you going to be doing any kind of promotions or any kind of um, live drawing? Um, I think there are some some stuff for sale uh, on my page from card game tokens products as well as some prints, uh, which you can get signed or whatever you want. Um, and I will be doing uh, two live streams on Saturday and Sunday, uh, which I'll just I, I have like a YouTube channel that I also have a series on, which is called Morning Sketching, where I just like give myself one hour to draw and paint something. Okay. Um, I'm going to do two sessions of that, but then during the day, uh, and then I guess people can just hang out in the chat room and ask questions and I will try and do my best to answer everybody and explain like along the way, like what I'm doing and why and how my, how the workflow is and mm. whatever question comes to mind. So, okay, cool. So like, like giving some of that background. Um, behind the work that you do like the behind the scenes yeah just like how i uh how i sketch because um almost every day before i start work i also do like this routine where i just like scribble for sometimes 10 minutes sometimes an hour um just to sort of like warm warm up yeah, so. yeah that's a good idea that's what i'll be doing cool yeah. Okay, and then outside of uh, Comic Online, where can people find you on social media? Uh, I I am most active on Instagram. Uh, I find that um, I think it's it's Instagram.com slash bigart or bigart, um, and I have a YouTube channel, and uh, my Facebook is uh, pretty dead. So. <laughs> Okay. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll stick to Instagram and YouTube. Instagram and YouTube are the ones I'm most active on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sure. All right. And I'm I'm now confident in my editing skills. I can make those appear on screen. You can make them appear. Right? Yeah. 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 I've confirmed awful. that now. I can do. I can do that. <laughs> that power. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. awesome. So. Um, but yeah, Roger, thank you for uh, joining me. Uh, thanks for giving us an insight into your. Uh, your workflow, uh, your background as well. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for uh, interviewing. Uh, you're you're really done good at it. So, uh, yeah, well, we've done this before, so <laughs> <laughs> we've had some practice. You, um, know, you knew the exact questions <laughs> to ask. <laughs> you could say that. So today uh, I'm here with illustrator Ian Richardson. Ian, how are you? I'm good, Nigel. Thank you for uh, being well. Yeah, no, it's good to have you. Um, yeah, definitely interested to hear about some of the work that you've got going on. Um, so just a reminder for people who may be new to us that you can subscribe on uh, Spotify, on Apple Podcasts and listen to our episodes. We've done other interviews like this and generally just talk about storytelling and stories across pop culture. Uh, you can also uh, throw your feedback at us at feedback at myamada.com or just shout at us on social media, uh, myamada on Twitter, myamadatees on Instagram. All right, so now let's get to know our guest. 
Uh, so, Ian, I uh, I hear that you have uh, you've worked for a few big names. Uh, so I've got here you worked for or you've done titles, worked on titles for people like Image, Dark Horse, Twenty Thousand. Uh, 20,000. That's a bit more too advanced. Uh, 2000 AD. <laughs> um, and also the Halo comic book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's quite a few. So I kind of, uh, uh, like a lot of British creators, I started work at 2000 That was my first ever job. Okay. Wow. That is not bad for the first ever job. I'm not complaining in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 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 a kind of big trend for for British comic creators and, and where they start, mainly because it's it's one of the very very few uh, British comic publishers left now. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was kind of grow reading two thousand eight stuff. So yeah, you always like working on the stuff that you read as a kid. Yeah, no, I can imagine like it's that's quite a yeah, it's quite a place to end up when you're reading the comics and you're there making them Very also. So that was kind of the very first strip was um uh, uh characters called Sinister Dexter. Hmm. Okay. And I should just uh Take more just to uh, mention that you are a British creator because I realize I just made that yeah. assumption. But obviously, the uh, Comic Online is, uh, is technically based in the Netherlands, uh, and you know, there's going to be a mix of uh, or artists from a mix of places. So, where in Britain are you from? Born and bred Birmingham boy. Cool. In case you notice from the accent. Yeah, again, didn't want to assume, but uh, just thought I'd, I'd ask you first. I have been to Birmingham all of twice, um, twice, three times, maybe two or three times <laughs> um, for the okay. Comic Con there. Yes. Yeah. That, so, which one would that be? Would it be for Ice or MCM? Uh, the MCM one. Okay. Yeah, been there uh, a couple of times. Uh, was going to go again this year. Uh, obviously, we know how that turned out. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're all we're all um, slightly altering our plans in various ways this year. Mm, definitely, um, and yeah, that's kind of I guess why we're here talking. So we're going to talk a bit more about the uh, Comic Online uh, specifically. But first, I'd like to get uh, a bit of a sense of sort of you and your journey. So first of all, if you could just describe your artistic style, like how would you describe it? Um. I suppose I'm very much, despite my first job being British, I'm very much, um, very much a traditional American kind of superhero kind of guy. That's okay. that's where my style comfortably fits. Comfortably fits. Yeah, comfortably fits. I think, mm. um, and I think that came from that's just the first comics that really bought me as a kid, and and having the British reprints sort of Spider Man. And that just kind of, that was that mind worm straight away and yeah. still hasn't left. <laughs> still in there somewhere, trying to work its way through. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's definitely still there. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned Spider-Man. And, uh, did you have uh, other yeah. influences on your on your work or things that inspired you as an artist growing up? It was, it was really, really 
comic books. And um, it, we we were lucky, kind of when I was a really really young, um, we we started getting sort of black and white British reprints of all the the American books over here. Yeah, we get them in the news agent. So my parents started buying me those, and it was predominantly the artwork in those that that appealed to me mm. before starting getting in, in, into the stories and so on. And probably still. So, stay. Yeah. Still old, and I'm still buying comics. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, so, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right then. So, as you as you were growing up and sort of taking on these uh, this inspiration um, in your work, I just want to get a sense of how I guess how you got to where you are now. Like, did you have formal training in school? Did you study um, um, to be an artist, or did you find another route? Not per se. So, kind of regular high school stuff, and, and straight from there, left when I was sixteen, and went straight and uh, an apprentice graphic artist. Okay, and stuck at that for ooh, I mean, about nearly ten years. Oh, wow. Um, working on the ranks and that. No real formal training, just, just on the job stuff. Yeah. Um, I was due to do a, an apprenticeship, but where I was working, it was just so busy that I didn't get the chance to. So it was really <laughs> just on the job stuff, mm-hmm. which I, you know, has its pros and has its cons, I suppose, like anything else. But I don't have any formal education. Yeah. Uh, art education as far as that goes. Um, from that point, I started working for myself and wasn't enjoying it so much. And I wasn't particularly getting any satisfaction out of it. Uh, so, uh, like being a freelancer, essentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But freelancing in, in, a, in a graphics and advertising sense rather than um, illustration. Ah, and you didn't enjoy that? So, so kind of read and after a while, not so much. Uh, mm. It wasn't. I don't think it was particularly satisfying. You know, it was. It was a good job. It yeah, was, it was great. You know, uh, but I think there comes a point that we want a little bit more than just a job. Yeah, and then it was just one of those light light bulb moments, I suppose. I kind of still. I I started reading comics again after taking a, a little break away from and. Um, and just kind of, I can remember actually the, the, the precise day and place and time I should get this again. And literally did that, just start um, trying to put a portfolio together, trying to understand how it was a slightly different industry from where I, I was coming from. Yeah. And I had to be able to approach people, show them all your work and hopefully see what's going on. Which I guess they did. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> um, you kind of, you touched on something that I, I hear in, in some form or other from a lot of uh, that creative work, uh, definitely freelance um, creatives, where you're caught between working on something, let's say commercial, that sort of yes. pays the bills uh, versus the thing that you want to do. And it sounds like you, you got to the end yeah. of your rope with the commercial thing. Yeah, very much so. And, and I, I think it, it's part and parcel of that. 
um, it's a cliche and stuff, it's sort of creative brain or design. Yeah. And, and a lot of the time it, it, it becomes more about being satisfied with what you're doing than, than just playing the bills. And, and wouldn't we all want that kind of day job where you actually enjoy going to work and enjoy yeah. doing what you're doing? Yeah. Often you have to create that yourself. Very much so. Very much so. Mm. Cool. So, and, um, sorry if I missed that You, how long were you doing the, the, the boring job <laughs> before you decided? Well, all in all, from leaving school up until officially changing, that's probably about 10. 10 years. Okay. All right. Well, no, no one can sort of blame you for not sticking in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so with that in mind then, for like considering the time we're in, um, with maybe like young, uh, creative young artists looking to get into the industry in some form and, and seeing the, I guess what you might call a traditional route of, of university and, um, uh, and that way maybe looking a bit more murky than it was uh, a year ago or even like three months ago. What advice would you give to young creators that are, are looking to get to do something like you? Predominantly more than anything else. And this is the sucky bit that, that I have to tell everybody when, when they ask mm. is you don't get any better than practicing all the time. You literally have to draw all the time. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of use the analogy of, of and it's nowhere near close to this, but I use the analogy of like an athlete, and an athlete trains seven days a week yeah. to be able to get better and do what they do and, 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 and learn certain muscle memories. Um, and it's, it's the same doing what I do. You, you have to draw all the time, mm. practice all the time. And it's a little bit of a, uh, a, a different industry these days than, when I first started showing my work, yeah, and, and social social media a lot, you, you know, it's slightly easier to get your work under people's noses from that point of view. Posting Instagram, Facebook, so on. Mm. Um, but it's it, it, it's still the case of um, when I first started, it was a, a physical portfolio, going to conventions. And, and introducing yourself to editors to show your portfolio yeah. at a convention. And ideally, even though that's um, still probably, the, personally, I think the, the best way, because um, you should have contact and hopefully honest feedback. Uh, but I, I do recommend people have a, a strong social media presence. It does help, even if you do end up having that one-to-one conversation with somebody. Yeah, um, it's it's a, a very useful tool uh, for being able to point people to. You can check all my work out at this point. So, yeah, no, it's just definitely for like exposure, uh, and I guess like networking, yeah. like you say, and and networking because. Obviously, social media can be used for a lot of things, but if you use it right, it's a, an effective networking tool to get your work in front of uh, people who you might not be able to meet in person for whatever reason. Very much so. Very much so. Yeah. All right. And so, speaking uh, of your work, uh, I just have to ask, are you much of a gamer? 
Uh, do you play many video games? Um, you know where this is going. Recently, uh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, constantly, recently, not so, not much, so much. Just okay. from the point of view of, well, for one reason, one reason only. Been a freelancer and working for home. Yeah. If there's any huge distraction, or like a PlayStation sitting <laughs> or an Xbox or whatever, when you're having those conversations with yourself that um, that go, do you know what? I'll just take a half hour break yeah. and play. That's what I said for half hours. Four hours later. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it, that that's probably the only reason I, I, I don't. That's fair enough. That's not Halo. Halo, <laughs> yes, I did. You did. Okay, cool. Because, uh, yeah, you yeah. did uh, yeah. work on the Halo comic book series. And yeah, yeah. how did that come about? And, and so was that one of the games that you were playing before? Or was that just uh, a yes. project that came? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I was, I, I was very much a, a Halo game before. Cool. Um, but then that, that came out uh, about through... Um, uh, Another work angle, if you like. Um, I had uh, it was an agent I had at the time, um, oh. and they had several people on their books um, already working on uh, the, the high level for Dark Horse. Um, and it's um, well, they call licensed properties like that. Yeah. But, so for, for for comic books, um, uh, something that isn't owned by a Publisher is a licensed property. Um, they're quite time intensive things in as oh, much as to work on them. Su- yeah, yeah. Um, in as much as all the work that you're submitting, uh, and the publisher, which in this case was Dark Horse. Um, but then once the publisher approves everything, that had to go to 343 as well. Mm-hmm. So it's double the approval stages. So, so where you would um, normally have the one art team working on a particular book at the same time, and the, the penciler, inker, colorist, letterer, um, we were actually running two teams at exactly the same time. So for argument's sake, uh, I was working on issues... 20, 21 and 22 at the same time as another art team were working on 23, 24 and 25 oh, okay. just to be able to get everything done all, all in half time just because right. of the, the, the time the, the approval process takes oh, so, so that was factored in and hence more artists yeah. were brought yeah. on board yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, but thoroughly enjoyable especially in the case of um, the run I was on mm. because it was a run uh, just prior it was on the run up to Halo 5 coming out okay cool so um, so we got to see uh, characters like Tanaka mm. in the in the run that I was doing for the first time before she was in the game oh nice so you got like a, a preview yeah I guess you would have wouldn't you yeah not a bad position. Yeah. So, so the, um, the, the Dropbox folder of all the <laughs> that we had. That Highly was, secure Dropbox very, folder. 
Yeah, highly secure, very yeah, enjoyable. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I also noticed you've got a because you started reading two thousand AD, and then you worked for them, and you played Halo. And yeah, you've got this habit or power of working on things that you actually enjoy and, yeah. and read or yeah. played. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a bad habit. Hmm. No, I'm pulling off one or two. I'm, I, I, I've still got, I've still got a few goals to okay. play for. Yeah. All right. So yeah, get reading, and then it's just a matter of time. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already reading. Trust me. Mine's <laughs> uh, a huge, huge Superman fan. So that's there. You go. That's my big goal. Cool. Not bad. Um, yeah, you, you touched on it when you mentioned sort of the process with Dark Horse. So what is it like to work for uh, one of the big publishers uh, versus working your own projects? Because I know for a lot of um, independent creators, comic creators, manga, manga creators, you know, getting picked up, uh, getting a run uh, at one of these publishers is like, you know, big goal. So uh, you're there. So what is that process like? I think I haven't done too much in the self-publishing angle myself. Um, so I, I have chased that big publisher <laughs> work. Still been a fanboy. Yeah. Still like working on Dread. Still like doing Highlights. Still like doing things like Captain America and whatever. Um, but I, I have found it does change from publisher to publisher. And uh, 2008, for instance, is a very, very relaxed. Uh, set up. Hmm. I'll, I'll I'll get the scripts in. I'll I'll get some bits and pieces of reference. They're appropriate to the, the scripts, and then I just get left to it. Okay. I get left to just do the pages and uh, stuff. Um, I, I guess having done quite a few bits and pieces for him, the, the, there's um, there's an air of trust to it. So there's the the layout stage, the submission of layout pages, that's that's eliminated from, from the 2000 AD process, for me at least. Oh, that's a lot of trust. <laughs> yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's the same for more or less everybody who's done at least one or two things from 2000 AD. Hmm. Kind of, you, the, you get that people tend to work for them having read the books in the first place. Sure. Uh, uh, one of the bigger, the, the, the more strict, and that's fine because I, I, I like doing the layout pages as well. Mm. It eliminates part of the mistake process. Yeah. If, if you like, if, 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 if I'm not doing layouts and then I've gone all the way through to finish pencils, for instance, and then an editor starts calling out mistakes or things that he, he would like corrected. If I haven't done layouts first, that, that could have been caught there and yeah. sort of saved me less work. Yeah, that is Which true. Also, it's, I think it's got to be a very collaborative process uh, amongst all. Um, if nothing, out of necessity, really, because because of if you look at American books on a market schedule, you have to have that um, team together to be able to get the work done and get it, get your 20, 22 pages out on the monthly schedule. 
from time to time. If it was one artist penciling, inking, colouring, and, and even imagine lettering as well, um, I don't think you'd be able to, to get 22 no. pages without them. I mean, at, at that scale, it, it's very much like the system, uh, less about the individual um, person. Sure. And not to you know say that's in a bad way, but that, that's how you <laughs> keep to that, that schedule, otherwise you're going to burn out people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking um, as the penciler for an American comic book doing 20, 22 pages, you've got to be able to turn over uh, a full page margin of that into a day and a half. Yeah. Um, it keeps you busy. <laughs> they're, they're longish days, but, but we enjoy this, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. That's, uh, either that's the, either that or either that or we have a masochistic streak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably some combination. I mean, like for myself, you know, where uh, we have gone the the self published route, and we have um, so myself uh, as writer, and then we have an artist who does you know all the the stages of the artwork. But you know, our, our schedules and months we do sort of uh, bigger graphic novels, um, sort of yeah, yeah on a much wider, uh, sorry, long-term uh, release, but um, it, is, it is a process, and you know we're working on our. But you find you you find yourself having to um, be a hard taskmaster to a certain degree, and then and stick to schedules and, and get it done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of it, it's loose until you get the deadline, and which uh, you know, past yeah. times have been like uh, convention or Kickstarter. And then it's like, okay, we have to get this by this time, and then sort of things kick in, and then you've got to sure. checking in then, people. Sometimes I think that's a good thing. I think I think sometimes deadlines end up being a bit of a friend. Mm. Otherwise, you end up going, I can just do that tomorrow. Yeah. I have to do it today. So I can do it. There's, there's, um, I, I, I quote this uh, a lot to people. Um, we were at, um, a couple of years ago, we were doing the 2008 panel at um, Oldham Comic Con. And a member of the audience asked um, another 2008 panel, Stats Johnson at the time, how long it takes to do stuff. And he said he like a little bit of a flippant answer in the first instance, but it was actually really true. And he, he said, uh, so how long do you take to do stuff? How long have I got? <laughs> yeah. And it was literally like that. Yeah. If if you give me a week to do something, <laughs> I will take a week to do it. Yeah. If you give me two days to do it, I will do it do in two, it two days. days. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that deadline thing can be a really good thing, as long as it's not a stupid deadline. Yeah, yeah, like reasonable, reasonable deadlines. And and I think yeah. you're right, because like ultimately you want to produce and, and put it out and then move on to the next thing. Like you said, the, the whole idea is to, uh, particularly like for artists, is to keep practicing. And you can't do that if you're you know yeah. stuck on one piece of work because you don't, you know, you're not sticking yeah. to a deadline or you haven't given yourself a deadline to, to put it out. So, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it can be, a, it can be a, a good discipline to, to learn as well. Yeah. No, I hear that. Uh, so one of the questions that I wanted to ask all the artists um, was about 
you know, the current pandemic situation and how that's changed yes. your workflow, uh, then I quickly realized that uh, for most artists, <laughs> the workflow probably hasn't changed that much. And I imagine that's um, similar for you. A little, a little to a certain degree. Okay. It's, I've been very, very fortunate. In as much as it, you spot on, it doesn't change from the point of view of that we're at home all yeah. the time anyway. You know, there is a certain hermit lifestyle associated yeah. with being a freelancer anyway. Yeah. The stereotype is um, true. So. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, the only slight hiccup um, that, that has come recently, particularly from an American po- comics point of view, mm. um, uh, was not on our day-to-day working, but um, the, the major distributor Oh, Diamond. Gex books into, yeah, Diamond. Mm. Um, had a break. They yeah. stopped shipping books for, for a fair while. And there, at the time, there wasn't any particular idea of when they would start shipping again. So publishers were having to put freelancers on pause with the work they've, they've got. Mm. Um, and so from that point of view, that did change. Um, and and also from a point of view of not being able to go to conventions and stuff anymore. Yeah. Mm. Or for the, for the foreseeable, foreseeable future anyway. Um, which kind of brings a threat to the, this conversation anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but one thing I, I have noticed that, that's changed that, that is people uh, privately commissioning a lot of stuff. A lot okay. of stuff. Which has kept a lot of artists busy. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's something to sort of really appreciate the the fact that people. I, I think you know this this is something that's affected everyone, and people understand the situation. Like, if you're in this industry, you understand the situation for artists. Mm-hmm. So it's been good to hear like stories about people sort of getting commissions uh, in order to kind of keep that relationship going. Yeah, and also I think people want a little, a little bit of. Enjoying their life and it's yeah. part of what they enjoy is comics and pop culture stuff. Yeah, this is the time to get still more being able to commission artists and stuff. Yeah, very much so. If you're in a fortunate enough position that you can you can afford to do that, then it's a good time. Mm. Okay. So um, I, I, my my commission list is over my right shoulder, and I don't want to look at it. Starting. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, I'm giving you like a, a temporary distraction from that. So, um, yeah, that works. For me. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. So, before I ask specifically about the uh, Comic Con line, um, yeah. Just because you've you've been working at this for sort of a number of years, and I always feel like you know it's it's a process, and this is something I'm sort of having to tell myself. Uh, so. You know, looking at yourself, what's something that you feel that you could still improve on at this stage in your career? Oh, it's it's always storytelling and 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 just the, the actual mechanics of drawing. Yeah, you, know, you can always get better at anatomy. You can always get better at your sound setting. Um, you know, you can always draw a card better. <laughs> Um, so again, it brings us back to that constant practice thing. Mm. I'm fortunate that my practice comes from the fact 
work perfectly nice, and that's my perspective. But but storytelling's always a big thing to improve. For me. You know, yeah. if it's all very well for somebody picking up a book and following pretty pictures, but if if you're for having to concentrate extra to be able to follow the story, then the artist hasn't done their job right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get that. As far as I'm concerned, anyway. So, so yeah. For me, if you can always improve on storytelling, that's a big thing. Yeah, I hear that. I, yeah, I think that's the particular area I try and improve. I always um, sort of recently have this idea of you kind of you want stories that people are still thinking about after they've read it or they've watched yeah. it or whatever it might be, and and that's something that, that must have really touched the person, and and that's the aim. Um, I feel. Yeah, it's trying to find that fine line between um, having a story that's really and that's easy to follow and flows nicely, but at the same time isn't one of those two or three minute reads and then throw it away. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that. Um, yeah, a fine balance <laughs> between that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, all right then, and for the. Uh, the online Comic Con, um, and, yeah. or Comic Online, uh, specifically. What are you going to be doing, or what you, are there any promotions you're going to be running, or activities you're doing as part of the show? Let us know. Um, I think there'll be some activities. I'm not ex- exactly sure as of yes, as the organizers, uh, sort of things that are closer to the day. So, mm. um, as I understand, there'll be, in the same way as a traditional convention you go to will be panels for people to take part in and stuff. So a bunch of creators will be taking part in panels and I think it's set up um, so people can ask questions via Facebook okay. so, on, so they'll get a direct link each creator will have their own individual sort of virtual table anyway yeah. so anybody I'm trying to think of the best word than attending. The yeah, I know. Yeah. People love the art. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and all over the weekend, have got constant access to to any of the creators that are there via, via Facebook and stuff oh, okay. to get a direct link to, to everybody's virtual table. Cool. Um, for me, for my setup, um, because I'm still uh, an old school analog artist. <laughs> So I'm still pencil, paper, on board and stuff. It's slightly difficult for me to do kind of uh, uh, live Zoom sessions or anything like that. But people can still come and chat as much as they want. Um, there's books, there's prints, they can commission. All the artists that are involved, you can commission, uh, private commissions, whatever you want, literally. There's, uh, say, on, on each individual creators uh, virtual table page there's the details to get in touch and request your commission uh, a lot more people are doing live stuff stuff yeah so uh, that's that's interesting to look to. I think some people are doing some live sketching classes and things like that mm-hmm. cool alright that sounds good and yeah because I, I think I've got a page as well so I should have known that uh, that Facebook yeah. thing, um, but thanks for letting me know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, so no, it's been really good to sort of 
uh, hear about your your journey and, and the work you do. I guess just to wrap up, um, just let people know where to find you on on social media. Where can they outside of the uh, the Comic Con? Where can they find you? Um, Facebook. Instantly, yep. Facebook. I probably use more than anything else. Um, just find Ian Richardson. You'll find my scary face looking at you. Also, uh, Instagram, which is predominantly just work based, not too much my scary face. <laughs> um, and you'll find an Instagram at um, Ian Richardson Art. Not so straightforward, and and both linked to each other anyway. Okay. Cool. All right, we'll put that up on a graphic or something. I'll figure something yes. out. <laughs> um, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you I'll drop you the link. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you for uh, joining me. Um, yeah, it's been really, like I say, it's been really good to uh, meet you, to hear from you, and encourage everyone to you go too. and check out your work at the Comic-Con and your scary face yeah, on Facebook. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing if not entertaining. Thanks for asking, Nigel. Right now, I am joined by comic artist and illustrator Valentina Sinais. Did I say that right? Um, yes. Cool. That was perfect. Fantastic. Um, so, hello. Uh, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Cool. Uh, so I just want to let people know uh, who are new to this podcast and uh, new to My Matter that you can listen to and subscribe to our podcast uh, on sort of all the platforms, Spotify, Apple, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, you can also send us your feedback, any questions, uh, feedback at myamada.com is our email address, uh, or you can just contact us on social media uh, at myamada on Twitter at my Tees on instagram uh, and you can also reach out to the comic online uh, at comic online on twitter uh, so yeah we're just going to get straight into this again and start to pepper our guest with questions uh, as we've been doing this whole interview series okay let's go <laughs> uh, all right so um valentino so you have so i've got here you publish your first work um your first comic in 2016 uh, and you've produced yes. artwork uh, for different book jackets short film storyboards and you are currently the artist of the webcomic Starfall and another comic uh, my Italian is not good enough to say correction probably you taken this from the website that I still need to update yeah uh, but yeah. I'm no longer working for Starfall, uh, although I'll be releasing some new illustration and cover for the complete stories that I've done. Uh, okay. Um, but I am still working for the Italian editor, Astromica. Um, you can find all the links on my page. Uh, the title is Il Portale dell'Infinito, which translates to the Infinite Portal. Okay. Um, it's a horror story. Um, uh, it's kind of like X Files. So it's really interesting. Ah, all right. We're gonna to touch on that a bit. Um, so it's the the one series that you're work <clears throat> that you're working on, um, and then all the other uh, illustration work that you do as well. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. So a correction for myself. 
so to get started, I want to know a bit more about what, how you would describe your art style. Um, so as both a, an illustrator uh, and a comic creator, like how would you describe it? Um, I really don't know, uh, but <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been called a cartoonist many times. Um, so I think like, um, my style developed from something that went from anime style to more realistic. Um, and now it's just kind of like a mix of the two, but I'm always trying to change and improve and try new things. So, uh, Especially if you look into the comic Starfall, you can see how my style has changed like year by year because mm -hmm. I have no consistency. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I see something, I like it, I want to try it. And uh, I try to put it in my work. So it's, it's always evolving. I cannot That's really describe word. it, anything else. You've got an evolving, diverse style. Yeah. That is yeah. somewhat influenced by anime. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Do you uh, do you have any favorite anime out of interest? Um I do. <laughs> um have you ever heard of Death Note? Uh yes, yeah, that's um excellent. That's definitely uh, excellent. in my in my top. Um and that's like um pretty much one of the styles that I like because mm. you can tell that it's, it tends to go to the realistic style, yeah. but it's still stylized in the manga, um, horror, Japanese typical. Okay. Yeah, um, no, definitely. But I feel like a cartoonish thing. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the manga Soul Eater? I haven't read it, but I've heard uh, of it. That is like a, kind of like a graffiti style. Yeah which is so interesting. Um, so it, it really depends on it catches, if it catches my eyes. Um, but um, that there are like many different styles that I like mm. and that I kind of try to pick um, the inspiration from. Well, I mean, I think that's a good thing because I know sometimes you know uh as an artist you you're working with different people or different stories and you mm. kind of need those different styles so i think to be able to uh jump to different styles is uh is kind of a i guess a credit to your work um uh, being versatile is uh, is absolutely important in being an artist i guess especially if you're working in comics mm. okay so then your I guess your training, I say training or education, because uh, I'm always interested to know for people who are in comics right now, like, did you, did you study something related to um, what you do um, now or did you come from a different angle? How has your, your like education uh, contributed to what you do now? So I did study art in high school, um, but it was like commercial kind of graphic design um which is so very important in comics um i discovered this in my last year of studies um 
because uh, um, you can learn how to uh, put things on the page and make sense of it. Yeah. Um, at that time, I absolutely hated what I was doing. Um, but I guess it's, it comes with, you know, school and the environment and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my, um, my basic, uh, kind of intro into, into the world of art. Uh, although I've always been drawing. So, um, I knew that like in the future, I would have done something with, the, with my skills. Okay. Um, after high school, I was completely lost. I didn't know what to do. Well, um, yeah, I kind of wanted. <laughs> I think it's a typical thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I I wanted to do fashion design. Um, so um, I got more into like minimal art, uh, different styles, completely away from thinking of doing comics. Mm. Um, and all this was happening while I was moving uh, from Italy. Um, I moved into the UK. Um, and then in London, I met uh, someone that saw my work and was like, oh, you should totally do comics. Um, and it was something that I've always thought about because, like, when I was a kid, I would do my own comics and it would be in manga style. Uh, but because of like during high school, unfortunately, in Italy, we have uh, uh, not the greatest um, concept of manga style. Um, it's it's getting better, but feel like we we are more very proud of our style of the Italian realistic um, way of doing things. So um, in high school, my teachers will be like, you have to forget about anime and manga because oh. you're Italian. You are supposed to draw this way. Oh, as uh, which I realized, uh, yes, oh, wow. okay. <laughs> it kind of really just blow my mind. I was like, okay, fine. Um, so I had to go into more realistic um, and it wasn't really me, you know, because I was just yeah. doing it for assignments. Um, so I well, when I was still in in London uh, with my mom and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm sorry. Um, she opened the door, and uh, um, it's really windy. Anyway, uh, you can cut this later, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, when I moved in London, and I still had like a very kind of um, minimal, realistic um, influence for what I thought I wanted to do. Um, and then here again, that I could do comics, mm. I just kind of like went, oh my gosh, this is actually what I wanted to do when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so I got introduced to some people and uh, I went to my first comic convention and I met some editors. Uh, like Which my first interview was uh, um, Ice. Do you oh, know it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I actually work for ICE uh, whenever we can resume work, I guess. 
Um, it was funny because, like, I've been sent there from a friend uh, that knew the organizer, Shane. And, uh, and he told me, just like, just go with your stuff and, uh, and tell them your name. And then they're going to let you in. Which didn't happen, obviously. The world was like, who, who are you? Um, so there was a lot of like panic. And uh, I thought that like I spent a lot on the train and that I had to find a way to go back. Yeah. Uh, but eventually, like the stuff is, uh, is really nice and amazing. And uh, they let me into the green room. And they let me uh, talk with some of the guests there and, and it was just like oh my gosh so in Italy I've never been into anything like that probably so like what is happening right now yeah. oh my god it was just like uh, a dream <laughs> um so after that um I kept in touch with uh, the stuff and then I became part eventually of it uh, so I got to know a lot of people, a lot of pros in the comic industries, and that made me like really get into it. Um, and then eventually, like I started doing my own stuff, uh, collaborating with other creators. And uh, so in 2016, we released the first uh, comic, uh, which was Knockout. Um, unfortunately, um, after like two years. We had to drop the project, uh, but I'm still very proud of it. It was just mm. like something that I never imagined that I could do. Yeah, um, and then have Yeah, <laughs> it was like you know I was really proud because it was just like <laughs> they don't know what I'm doing now. Have Have you sent your work back to your teachers just to say you know? So they added me on Facebook because ah, um, uh, once I I did because okay. uh, I actually liked some of them okay. and Fair. some of them obviously I tried to forget about. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that they are silently supporting <laughs> what I'm getting. <laughs> um, yeah, so but yeah, no um, eventually, telling you you can't make comics anymore. No, no, no. Um, I think that like just something that teachers do because they they want to see their own dreams come true, mm. and so they're like because they failed, or they they think that they can teach um, whatever they can to their students, and then eventually see it realized, and then be like. Oh, that that was that was my student. Yeah, yeah. Then then they come back and want to call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I get but, it. But yeah, growing it's... up in into a completely different environment in London, um, I've seen and learned many new things, and I can see things differently now. Okay. So first of all, I mean, yeah, it's just amazing that uh, teachers would say that, and it's not even a. Like, <laughs> it, it's shocking to hear, but it's not surprising because I've heard mm. it. Uh, many times and I also I do work with young people and I, mm. I I've seen the, the impact like sort of uh, an adult in authority like a teacher or, or sort of family member or whoever um, what impact that yeah. can have so because you're essentially saying that you know you wanted to do something and you were told yeah. you know based on someone else's uh, view of the world that you can't do it the very yeah. thing that you're yeah. doing now so it, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's, it it's absolutely wrong. <laughs> it's, it's so wrong, especially in art. 
um, because I think that with younger people, you should you should inspire them to use whatever they feel or whatever they want to do and help them to develop that instead of being like, oh, no, you should do this because yeah. you are from here. Yeah, it just it doesn't make sense. any sense. Well, um, yeah. So, I mean, so mm-hmm. since making your comics and, um, and sort of the journey you've been on, like, what would you say is the the biggest lesson that you've picked up and like advice that you would give to an aspiring artist uh, coming up? Um, it's it's very easy to be excited about things, um, but I have learned that like if you really want to make it, um, and I have not made it, like I am still thinking of what I want to do. Um, but really take your time into doing things. Um, don't rush it. Even if you think that like, if an opportunity comes, really think about it. And, uh, if possible, like keep communication open with whomever you're collaborating with. Um, cause it might really affect, um, your health, your life. Um, cause I've been feeling really exhausted trying to keep up with whatever they thought was the standard of mm. working in comic pages. And I would do like, uh, I wouldn't sleep for days just to finish them. Um, because I had set a deadline in my head. Right. Um, but that, that's not healthy. Mm. So, um, what I would recommend is uh, follow your dreams. Absolutely. But take it easy there's no one rushing you you have all the time that you want and uh just just take your time to realize and really look into things learn and when you're sure of what you're doing and what you want to do um just try try it's good uh but do not overdo it Mm. yeah i hear that and I think, like, to your point, um, like, going back to your teachers, the idea that, you know, someone is telling you not to go after your dreams, obviously, that's not a thing that (laughs) should be said. But on the flip side, like you're saying, just because you want to do something doesn't mean it's automatically going to come to you and come to you easy. And in some ways, uh, and I've certainly (laughs) found this, that uh, going after the thing you want is actually maybe more work, um, Mm. not more work. So you kind of have to, like you know still have those dreams but understand the reality of what it means to to go after them and uh, and that journey that you want to take so yeah no I, yeah. um definitely get that um so okay so in terms of like your work obviously uh, I now know that you're no longer working on Starfall can you tell us yeah. more about the project that you are working on uh, what that's about and how uh, how you came a part of it so um, I'm working uh, comic-wise for this new Italian publisher that uh, was put up last year, I think, uh, although it was in the process for um, a longer than that. Mm. Um, so they became public last year through one of the biggest conventions that we have in Italy, which is the Romicon, uh, uh, which is held in Rome. Okay. Um, and it involves like a lot of artists, 
Um, so like if you go into the website, which I believe is translated in English as well, okay. um, you can okay. find, uh, yes, <laughs> you can, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, my comic isn't translated yet because I promised I would translate it, but <laughs> time, um, eventually it will come. Um, but there's like hundreds of different comics um, and different styles. It's, it's really interesting and uh, it's given the opportunity to many artists to uh, try the experience of being published online mainly, uh, although some of the titles um, might be able to be printed later on. Okay. Um, so I came into this project um, two years ago. Uh, I was actually working at a convention. Um, I think it was the London Film and Comic Con. Oh, yeah. And uh, I met uh, another Italian artist um, who's called Elena Vitaliano, mm. um, which I uh, would suggest to look out for, especially if you like manga, because uh, she's been the only European woman to win an award for a Japanese manga contest, oh, wow. um, which I don't remember what it's called, but um, I was really impressed. And so as soon as I saw her, I was just like, oh my God, you make it so proud. Um, so we were chatting a little bit and I told her I'm trying to, uh, you know, make it into comics as well. Um, and she gave me the contact of one of his friends, who is the um, editor in this new uh, publisher and uh, we we chatted a little bit and uh, um, they told me about this project and everything and after like uh, a year of talking because the part of the job is also being very tolerant towards people yeah yeah um, we came Oh, <laughs> that, that's what I mean when I say, like, really uh, take your time to do things. Because yeah. uh, many artists would just jump on uh, on the opportunity, but um, they're not always that good. So um, after, after a year, um, we came to an agreement, and uh, I am currently doing seven chapters for them of this story uh, that I mentioned before. Mm. Uh, it's a horror thriller. It's very reminiscent of X-Files. Uh, so there's aliens, there's, uh, there's uh, the main characters uh, that eventually come together, and uh, there's uh, the the sideways of uh, everything that comes with it. It's, it's a mystery um, that uh, is set in uh, Texas in the 90s, um, which was uh, really fun to um, research because uh, obviously you have to have all the backgrounds and uh, all kind of like clothing um, that should make sense for the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, the style that I'm using for this, it's uh, it's pretty realistic. Uh, but what I like the most is that I can freely draw all the violence and uh, uh, gore that I can, uh, which is one of the things that I enjoy the most. Yeah. Um, 
you could see also that like my style is changing as well again um so they're because i like to experiment um i don't have a like uh, yeah um i like doing these projects if i have time because uh then i can like um explore new things um not only like visually but also technically mm. um because i like to try new brushes on my uh computer and uh um i use a digital tablet um a graphic tablet yeah. so um whenever i'm working on comics i usually just draw digitally because it's faster for me mm. um and it's also like it gives me a lot more freedom to um experiment um yeah on new things uh so at the moment i have five chapters done and after the last two that i already have the script for um i think i'm gonna be done with them um because uh, i really need a break um <laughs> apart from that i'm also working on some illustration for a book um Two of them are already out. Mm. Um, the publisher is called Lettere Elettriche. So it's, it's another Italian publisher. Yeah. And uh, it all started uh, as a favor for a friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was like, oh, your art is amazing. We should do something together. And uh, after like three years or four, um, eventually she kept in touch with me and, uh, and she was like, so the, the books are now being published. Uh, so if you want to come in, jump in and uh, do your illustration for it, I would be really grateful. Okay. Um, so I'm working on that, um, uh, not only as a favor, it's an actual job, job guys. Yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> <to think properly. laughs> you know what's interesting uh, is you, cause you, like you gave good advice earlier, but um mm. another bit of advice which you kind of inadvertently given is the power of networking um yes like, as absolutely you stories that, that it tends to start with you like taking a job somewhere meeting someone and i think that's yeah. another really important thing to keep in mind like if you want to be an, an artist and work for certain types of people go to where they are yes. and i mean obviously we're in this uh, weird time and space where we can't physically meet so you can do that online but yeah. I'm always I'm always kind of big on like physical meetings uh, and meeting people in person. It just I, it it makes it easier for you uh, to stick in someone's head if you've met them yeah. physically. In in my opinion, I think there's a lot of opportunity. I I absolutely agree. Um, I think I made a lot of new friends and new acquaintances just by working at conventions. Mm. Um, and obviously, like, because I'm an artist, I would go to other artists and I'd be like, you know, I draw as well. Do you want to just exchange art? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, like, from one commission to another, uh, if you, I, I always try to do my best to get, like, a good feedback. Mm. And then from that, um, they might recommend you to someone else mm. i had most of my clients coming from other people that i come in, that i had commissions from um so it's it's really important to networking especially if you are an artist mm. yeah no so another bit of good advice um so then speaking of you know uh, not being able to uh 
go out as as we used to. Um, the Comic Online uh, has come about because uh, the convention in Netherlands uh, so you can't be run, um, and you're taking part in that. So, can you let us know what you have planned for Comic Online? So I don't really have a, um, a proper schedule yet because I've been busy, <laughs> um, but. Uh, I'm definitely going to be doing a live stream. Um, I am thinking of doing some anatomy example. I've been told that I'm really good at drawing anatomy, so I'll be just like, yo, if you have suggestions, I'll be doing <laughs> some puzzles and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, you know, draw something um, that hopefully won't take too long. I'll try to keep it short because mm. uh, there is a lot of other creators and uh, everyone should take the time to check everyone out yeah um so yeah that's what i have and then there's my page i think with all the details you can just have a look at my gallery um i'll be available all day for the both days so if anyone wants to reach out for any questions or you know anything uh, unfortunately, it's a bit difficult to have just a chat because it's not a proper, yeah. you know, one-on-one. Uh, but yeah, let's try to make it as normal as possible. Yeah, I think we're all trying to figure this new like uh, environment out. Um, I mean, uh, like I mentioned before, that we've got our own online event uh, the week after, and it's a uh, yeah, it's been an experience <laughs> so far. It's just like a completely <laughs> different experience than doing uh, physical events. And yeah, I think everyone's just trying to make something work uh, with, with what we've got. So yeah, definitely yeah. Um, um, just letting people know they can uh, check you out at the convention. Uh, my last question is, uh, apart from Death Note, do you have any other anime recommendations for people? Mm-hmm. Um, I have many. Um, <laughs> okay, give me a, 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 another a, a couple. Uh, Inuyasha, because there's the revival very soon, and okay. it's one of the greatest uh, um, anime and manga ever created. Uh, it was actually one of my first mangas that I've ever bought. Uh, and I think it's like a very modern still um, into some topics. Um and then what else? Uh, if you're an artist, check out uh, Bakuman. Oh, you're Bakuman is from the same creators of Death Note, but it actually is the story of uh, a kid that wants to become a mangaka. So it gives you a Ooh, yeah, okay. insight yeah, yeah. of uh, how it works. Yeah. And it's so super, super interesting. Cool. All right. Thanks for reminding me about that one. Um, and <laughs> uh, and uh, actually, very last thing is outside of uh, Comic Online, uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, I am most active on Instagram. You can find me at, at Green Eyed Black Wolf. Um, sometimes on Twitter, but I preferably wouldn't go there with a mess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I also have uh, a Facebook page that is called Howling Art, uh, but definitely try and find me on Instagram. I'm Instagram. basically 24 hours there. Okay, 
Cool. Yeah, I have uh, spent a bit too much time on Twitter during this uh, lockdown, and you know, it's not. It's <laughs> I not do spend place. too much time on Twitter, but not as an artist. So, uh, if you want to go there and find my K-pop stuff, that's the place for you. Okay. Cool. They can do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. Thank you for uh, for joining me and, and letting us know about your journey and and the work you do. Uh, thank you for having me. Some great interviews there. So, Nigel, what are your um, sort of best lessons that you learned from each of those interviews? Uh, well, I think the the best lesson I learned was how to actually record an interview. Um, so, the interview I did with Roger, uh, I think that, that was the first interview we did, and we actually had to do it twice um, because when I recorded. Uh, I don't know if I should be admitting this because no, actually I said it in the interview. Um, the basically I didn't record sound on on his end. I managed to mess that up, so we had to kind of uh, go again. Um, so yeah, just like the technicalities around interviewing people uh, over video and getting my head around that. But in terms of like what they do, it was it was cool to speak to like a range of people. So Ian uh, has been around for ages and has done stuff with like um 2000 ad and he he illustrated for uh, the halo comic series um so he had like just tons of uh just yeah tons of experience and uh and wisdom and then someone like uh valentina who is relatively new but also sort of we managed to bring out some good lessons from like her experience and particularly with um like networking so she just managed to be in all these places to get opportunities and um roger was an uh interesting interview where not you know no, no less because we did it uh, twice but uh it was also cool to hear about his his journey which actually was a quite similar to mine in terms of he came from IT into sort of uh, his his current position so he brought a lot of those I guess uh, skills or disciplines um, over to uh, being a concept artist so yeah it was just good to get like that range of um, yeah range of experiences range of lessons from those three Um, and yeah, we're going to be bringing you a second episode with the next set uh, of three interviews that I did as part of the Comic Online event. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, you can send us your feedback on this interview um, to feedback at mayamada.com. You can also subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Spotify, uh, Google, wherever you get your uh, podcast from and just help us reach more listeners by sending us or leaving us a review, um, a rating and sharing with your friends and followers. So like I said, this is the first of two episodes uh, that we're doing uh, as part of this convention and the next one will be up real soon. So stay tuned for that. Thank you.